Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Neary, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, and how to tap into your infinite potential and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I know that you clicking play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. With that said, let's get this party started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to So She Is. How are we doing, people? I personally have had a fantastic day. So I hope when you're listening to this, you're having a fantastic day as well. And you're just feeling yourself and you're feeling into all the things you're trying to manifest because that is how I feel today. I reached out to someone who I admire, huge fan of, and said, hey, will you be a guest on my podcast? Like, I love you. And they replied and were like, yeah, for sure. I'll come on your podcast. And I dead ass screamed. And so this is your reminder to fucking go for it today. It's to just trust that you can ask and it is given. It is to trust that if you don't ASK, you don't GET. That is what my dad always told me. And it literally always turns out to be true. Because I mean, if you don't just What's the worst someone could say to you? No, okay, or not respond? Fine, it doesn't mean anything about you. They have their own life. They have their own things they're going through. But the chances are you'll get some yeses and you might just be surprised by who. And that is the energy I am carrying into today, into this week, into forever. And I know I'll have to come back to this and remind myself of that um, when things take a little turn for the worst, (laughs) as they do. It's all ebbs and flows. But Speaking of guests, I am so excited for the guests that we have today. Her name is Dusty Dane. She is a dear friend of mine, an amazing dancer at So We Are, and just like the biggest support like system. And we call her our PR, PR manager of So We Are Silent Disco. So Dusty is a mother of three beautiful boys. She is also a entrepreneur and the founder of Potheads, which we will go all deep, we'll go into deep detail about throughout this episode. And I am so excited to give you the gift of Dusty because she is a light. She is, I can't, I can't even find the right adjectives to describe her because it is something that is like felt like when you are in her presence, you feel her. And that is truly the greatest gift that I have ever received is just Dusty's presence. And so I'm so excited to give that all to you today and for her to share her wisdom, for her to share her story and really how she took an idea, a concept and something that she's very passionate about and then turned it into her purpose and figured it out and is every day figuring it out. So without further ado, here is Dusty. Hello, Dusty. (laughs) Hi. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you doing today? I feel good. Good. I'm nervous. I think everybody's a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> We've been giggling so much. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm just a little, I don't know if we're going to get through this episode. <laughs> but anyways, in a little bit more serious note, um, you brought up that you'd like to do a land acknowledgement. And I think that is, so, I never even thought of doing that for So She Is. I thought about bringing it to So We Are, but just blanked. And for sure, I'm going to bring that this week. 
and all the weeks coming. But could you just take us through like what a land acknowledgement is, where where we are right now, and why it's important? Yeah, so Katie and I are currently on Tongva land, and it's just a powerful and necessary um, thing to do when two or more people gather. Um, and it's out of respect and honoring the indigenous peoples of the land in, in which we're on. Thank you so much for bringing this aspect to the table and just bringing awareness to it because I know I benefit from just simply having that awareness of like, wow, fuck, we need to recognize the Native American land that we're on. And I know so many other people will feel the same because we have so many people who are leaders in their space and hold group spaces. So I would just so encourage you if you are holding space in any form of a group, even if it's a family gathering to do this. And how could someone look it up? Uh, You can look it up online and type in your zip code and it'll let you know. Oh, see, so easy. (laughs) Well, awesome. Now, let's jump into the juiciness of Dusty and who Dusty is and what makes Dusty Dusty. I mean, I have only known you for a couple years, and so there seems like there's so many other lives that have occurred in your <laughs> lifetime, like you're a cat or something with nine lives. And so I would love if we just started, and since this is kind of like a more like spiritual manifestation podcast, if we just started at the beginning, like how are you molded and shaped in childhood to be who you are today? Whew. Okay. Um, are you talking spiritually? Yeah. Like yeah. we can okay. go like it, it, just your life. Like, cause I feel like a spiritual journey is a personal development journey is the highs, the lows. It's all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily God, like relationship with God, but we can, I mean, I was raised Christian and the Christian church loosely. I don't know mm-hmm. what your journey looks like. And you could just start there because I think how you're molded says so much for how things grow and mm-hmm. how you progress and what you what your outlook is mm-hmm. in that conditioning. Uh, okay. Well, I was raised in and went to school in a Catholic, as Catholic. Um, and... You know, it wasn't a super like strict Catholic home at all, but I definitely the the foundation was that of like the Bible and God and Trinity and you know all of the those beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Um, and eventually moved on to public school. Um, wasn't involved in church as much. Was a little bit, um, and definitely started to reject. Um, so much of what the what any um, organized religious institution stands for and um, just learning about so many different harms done and um, and kind of just had a bad taste mm-hmm. towards it um, but I will say like I, I don't know if it has to do with the my foundation of like attending church and having to say all those prayers and learning about, you know, the history in in religion class or whatever it is. But there was something um, that was instilled in me that let me know that no matter what happens or what I do, um, there's always like this, this source, there's this guide something that um, is protecting me and that I can talk to or talk through Um, and so as far as like spirituality goes or religion goes um, 
I have a, a deep belief in something greater um, and not just like singular, singular, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Singularly. <laughs> Singul- Singular. I don't know. I think it might just be singular. <laughs> you know, it's not just a, a god or a man a, in the a sky man, judging you. A sky daddy. <laughs> yeah. A.K.A. sky daddy. You know, it's warm wind. It's fucking rainfall. It is like the smell of gardenias. It is um, hearing an owl at 3.30 in the morning. Like it, it is so many different things. Um, that show up in your day to day that just kind of serve as for me serve as reminders of like you're okay you're safe um, you know something's got you and holding you because they've been holding you <laughs> through many different lives and seasons and and transitions so um, yeah I I don't know if that makes sense that but, totally does okay. and it kind of leads me into your yoga journey because you are a yoga I don't is it facilitator I, I you're certified in yoga yeah, for 200 hour um yeah certified yoga instructor mm-hmm. and how did, did you get into yoga how did yoga look what like was that like just looking for a deeper connection I know a lot of people get into yoga like one of my friends jokes like yep I'm the girl that got broken up with and went on my yoga journey and my eat pray love journey and so <laughs> like I just didn't know like what yours looked like was it that you just really love the practice was there an aspect of the spirituality that comes with yoga the breath like yeah so my mom was the first person who introduced me to it um probably in my early like teens at some point um but it it really made an impact um, on me once um, when I was in treatment for an eating disorder and uh, I was in 2009 and um, it was part of our many therapies Um, and it was uh, shocking to feel like how excruciatingly difficult it was because you get on your mat and you have to feel your breath and you have to be in your body and you have to feel your body move and stretch and fold and for someone that is in treatment for an eating disorder it's the last thing that I wanted to do was feel my body and Mm -hmm. be in my body and I worked so hard to to check out and and um to not have to you know feel all of that movement so, um, but within like, you know, a few weeks or so, I was kind of hooked and, um, and it, it became not only like a physical practice, but also a, a, a mental practice for me, um, in forgiveness and in compassion and, um, really started, to, I mean, it was a very long journey to, to heal and, and to move past my eating disorder, but I would say it's, it was definitely like one of the catalysts and and being on my mat made me feel, eventually made me feel very safe. Um, That's so beautiful. (laughs) Did you ever have anything come up for you in yoga when, um, like as certain parts of your body would touch? I know when I was healing from and gaining weight from being, I would say it's more disordered eating than eating disorder, Mm -hmm. but 
I would always be so nervous like that my thighs would touch because that would mean something about me. In yoga, they so often want certain body parts to touch each other. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have anything like that? Oh, yeah, of course. And, I mean, we're, we are so infiltrated with a very westernized lens of what yoga is, right? So it's like the right clothes, the thigh gap, the six-pack, the right sports bras with, like, the right amount of cleavage. And, like, they have to have the right emblem on the back to show the weather. You know, I... It becomes about the clothes and the mat and what you look like um, when you walk into a studio, which could not be, you know, farther, farther from, from the truth yeah. of what yoga is. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it, it was absolutely triggering. Um, I just wasn't sure because I've yeah. actually never said that out loud, but there has right. not been one time in a yoga class when the teacher said to like have your toes touch that I've let my toes touch. Right, right. And I just didn't know if I was alone in that. And I was like, fuck no, it, let's get vulnerable. <laughs> right, absolutely. Or even really letting your diaphragm release and not, you know, sucking in your stomach and mm-hmm. yeah, taking those like deep belly breaths. I mean, it's it's all very triggering. Mm-hmm. And I think, I know that's that's part of, that's part of it for me. You know, right. to, to act opposite and to stay in it and to be uncomfortable and then also to come out of the po- the, the the pose or what you know whatever the shape and be like okay I didn't I didn't die because my thighs died or <laughs> yeah, whatever like I, I mean that's where I'm at now I'm finally at a place where I'm yeah, yeah, just yeah. like allowing my body to exist however it exists yeah. in a sense in yoga specifically because there was times where I'm like there's no way nothing would have touched but like I simply wouldn't do it because what if they did right right but. Anyways, yeah, moving no, on from no. thigh gaps. No, I know it, it sounds superficial, but it's not because it's such a mind fuck. You know, right. it, it, it is such a mind fuck. And it, you know, not having a thigh gap on a mat could potentially keep you from ever getting on your mat. You know, and like, God, you'd be missing out on so much. Exactly. You know? Totally. So, well, something else that I am super inspired by you is your activism and your heart and how much you care about specifically other people. And we're going to get into your business, which is surrounded around that concept. But I was just wondering, because I feel like it ties hand in hand with the spiritual journey, with the yoga journey, with all the healing you've done, mm-hmm. what inspired your activism route? And I feel like some people like just don't care. Mm-hmm. And you're someone who cares so much so it's so refreshing it's so inspiring it's so eye-opening like fuck we should be better how did that become you or has it always been you um I gosh I don't know I don't know if it's always been me um I've always been a I feel deeply um and I think as it I mean I know as a kid I would feel everything deeply rage and you know, fear and happiness. I mean, all of the emotions were were big and loud, and I had everything on my face. Like you were never, you <laughs> never, you know, like my sister, like because of you know, you don't always know what she's feeling or like what. But there is never any question of like people can clearly see what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. So I don't even. That probably didn't even make sense to your question. But I've always been deeply feeling. Okay, so um, I would say that it's a blessing and a, a curse. Um, it also might just be a lot of codependency and, <laughs> and <laughs> I wanting don't think so. to fix everything and so. people pleasing and all of that. Uh, no, 
yeah, I, uh, did any specific, like, event, like, did you go to, like, charity events when you were younger, or, not even charity, that sounds so, like, yucky, but, like, because that makes me think of NCL, which, like, you know, Curly's <laughs> a debutante she when is. she listens to this. Shout out to the debutante. <laughs> but, like, I feel like you are just with people. You're with you the know, ones who... My So, my dad, um, growing up, my dad, uh, he has a lot of... Lo- there's a lot of life lessons in that man. But there's probably a handful of that I... Uh, remember and that are ingrained in me and and he always encouraged us to treat everyone the same no matter a position you know whatever position that they held no matter the house that they lived in no matter whatever right whatever it was um you treat people the same you treat them with kindness you you know no matter no matter what um and then my mom um, I grew up watching her show up for people all the time, and um, and and a lot a lot of times like in quiet ways, where you know she's not boastful in, in who she's helping or what she's doing. She just does it because it's the right thing to do. So I think the com- honestly the combination, and I didn't even think I was going to think of them when you asked me that question, you mm-hmm. know. But they both popped into my head, which I guess is a good thing. That's a great <laughs> and your yeah. Parents, your parents pop into your head. But the combination of the two of them, I think, is how I learned um, not only to care, but to show up. And then to feel deeply on top. Like, I feel like it really does tie back in and make a lot of sense. Yeah. Is there anyone that's in the activism space that really inspires you or that you would suggest following? Oh, God. I mean... I know nothing to, to be to be <laughs> clear and to be frank. Like I am not on any type of level to you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly learning. Um, I mean, most of the uh, are you talking Instagram? It, I would just most yeah. of the accounts I follow are you know activism based and led because I'm again like I am a I, I I'm a white woman with white passing privilege and I have nothing to do but to learn and right. to like fucking try. Try. And try. you do try. Just, you <laughs> are, like, so is there, like if you could name one account, like just, and oh, we could put it in the okay, description. Okay, so Erica Hart is, is my favorite. They're a sex educator, a racial and gender justice educator. They have a podcast, Hood Rat to Head Rap. Um, they're a writer, breast cancer survivor, um. Yeah, among so many other things. Wow, so much more. Yeah, and how? Like, what makes them so powerful? They're just always kicking my ass. Like, they're always, um, you know, showing me all of the things that I need to unlearn and um, relearn, and showing me all of the ways that I am you know, I'm not doing enough and, and, and all the, and the ways I'm not showing up. So, um, yeah, just, I need to follow them because <laughs> I, I need a good ass kicking yeah, yeah, more yeah. often than we not because, you know, just coming from the place of privilege that we do, mm-hmm. it's just so important to give accounts like that all the attention they deserve and the follow and the recognition they deserve. And so and what payment. is in the payment and the payment, <laughs> if there's any way to pay yeah, them and yeah, buying sure. their services or yeah. whatever they offer, supporting their podcast. 
Um, what is their app? It's Erica Hart. Yeah, it's at iHeartErica. Okay. H-A-R-T, though. We'll also put that in the yeah. description box. But I'd love to turn things and start to talk about potheads a little bit. And Dusty is the founder slash co-founder of a beautiful company called Potheads that I have been able to witness go from like, this is something I want to do to this is to actually a text message of the picture of the business license, which was so (laughs) awesome that one day we received it. Curly and I basically like just were so excited for you. (laughs) And so I'd love if you just like. On my notes, it literally says how, what, when, where, why, like like a fifth grade class. <laughs> and so if you just could just take us through that. All. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So Potheads is a pottery shop. Um, and okay. So how, how I was washing dishes mid 2020, deep in a pandemic, no idea what was going on. Right. Washing, washing dishes, dishes all day, every day. <laughs> and... Uh, Everyone was kind of in like a little houseplant pot phase too, right? Everyone was getting a shit ton of houseplants and... That and making sourdough bread. Sourdough bread and... Doing dances on TikTok. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot going on. (laughs) Um, But I had this idea of um, creating potheads as like a punny name um, where it would be a, a pottery shop, but the proceeds would go to folks that are currently incarcerated for marijuana charges. Um, and I told my girlfriends about it right away because I I was just kind of amped on it, but never in a million years thought that I would actually do it. Um, and it probably would have just stayed in my mind and in that group chat uh, if it weren't for Jenna um, because she really kind of kept checking in with me about it and asking me about it and if I thought any more about what it would entail or am I am I going to do it? Do I want to do it? Um, but two whole years passed, which is kind of nutty to think about because mm-hmm. I thought about it in 2020 and we kind of, you know, we launched it earlier this year. Um, but, I mean, even in November, you had yeah. tea on our balcony and you were saying like, I just kind of have this thought about pods, but it still wasn't even no. close to reality. Like you no. were so far from reality. You're like, I just still think about this thing, but it's not like I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have, I mean, so many limiting beliefs that hold me back in so many different areas that I'm real, truly um, trying to work on in this like season that I'm in. And um, I just didn't understand how I could have possibly how I could possibly do it. Like there was just too many moving pieces. Nobody's gonna take me seriously. I have the kids. I don't have actual time to do <laughs> right. any of this. Like I feel uneducated. I feel like there. I I don't know anything. I don't have time for it. No one's gonna like it. Everyone's gonna you know like all the things. Girl, uh, I've been there. I'm gonna end up all alone. And you know, right. um, but it, it really was. You know, with the encouragement of like my girlfriends that I told, and you know, including you and Curly, and then my girlfriend Jenna, who was just like, "Let's do it. Let's just fucking do it." I'm like, "Well, I you're gonna have to hold my hand, you mm-hmm. know." And I'm, I have a lot of ideas, but I have a really hard time like sitting down and and approaching like the business side of it. Oh, so girl, me too. I'm like what? Looking in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Because I really, truly, so the, my idea was I'm going to sell pots and then I'm going to take this money and then I'm, 
so we're partnered with Lost Prisoner Project. And I've been following them for some time. And I knew that was the nonprofit that I would want to partner with or that I would want to donate to. And so I, I really thought it could be that easy, you know. And of course, there's so many forms and you got to, you know, be right. a legal business. <laughs> all, of that, all those hurdles. All those hurdles you got to just jump through. Right. Um, but Jenna helped me sort that all out and... and um, Sounds yeah, like so everybody have, needs a Jenna. <laughs> everyone really, I kind of wish she was here. I mean, I'm not kind of Jenna. I do really wish she were here. Um, she, yeah, man, she's a force. She really is a force. And she, the, the amount that, and like with the, the amount of intensity that she believes in me is just like, it's too much. Like it's just beyond, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she really is like the driving, the driving force um, behind this, and really just kind of scooting me along when I'm feeling like, eh, eh maybe not, mm-hmm. maybe not today. That's so beautiful. Um, I love that. Yeah, it really has been super special. Um, so we have a few different collections. Um, I I upcycle some, so I'm hand painting some. We make our own concrete planters, and then we source some from. Um, local manufacturers and how, what is it like to make a pot okay so that wasn't even part of the plan in the beginning and then we we're doing a bunch of research and I think Jenna had the idea to start making them and we went through weeks and weeks of trial and error and we got the formula down mix our own concrete mixes we hand dye them that them, is so fun. Yeah, I mean, really I feel like so you fun. and Curly just did a pottery class like back in the <laughs> yeah. fall, kind of. Like, yeah. is it that same setup with no. like the? So that's clay. Oh, okay. that's clay. So okay. we're working with cement, um, and sand, and water, and dye, uh, like powder dye. Um, yeah, and I think just the. So my sister called me a project-based learner. So she's figured out I'm a project-based learner. So I. You know, I did okay, like in a classroom setting, but I think I would have just done so much better if I was able to like get my hands on. I just I learned that way, right, you know. Right, right. Um, and so it's actually been a really nice therapeutic um, thing for me, and yeah, just I guess to to have so much doubt in myself, and then all now I'm like actually making. The pots that I dreamt right. of, you know, is kind of like so cool. oh shit, yeah, it 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 really has been so cool. It's something that I was not expecting. And wasn't it the pots that you hand painted that sold mm-hmm. out the first? Mm-hmm. And you had so much doubt about those too, right? I remember because yeah. my brother bought one, and you were like, "Oh my god, I did that, and I thought no one was gonna buy it." Oh, blah, 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 blah. oh no, you guys got a hand painted. Oh, we got the hand painted. You did, yeah. So I started. Um, I had like ten. 10, 10 or like whatever, so pots at my house. And I started painting them in my small garage. And honestly, it was just to kind of escape everyone and to go do something with my hands and to check out and to, by everyone, I mean the people that live in my house, right. my children. I was trying <laughs> to escape my children. <laughs> and be busy with something, you know, and, and to, to feel productive with something. And I kind of just got lost in it and I had no intention of, selling them um or even showing anybody you know Mm -hmm. and 
Yeah, and then they sold. Wow. And it was cool. That's so cool. (laughs) Last thing kind of on Potheads is, could you just talk a little bit about the Last Prisoner Project? Yeah, of course. Um, So the Last Prisoner Project is a nonprofit, and they work to eradicate um, the past and ongoing harms of cannabis criminalization. Um, And they work in uh, justice and policy reform. Um, They work in education, and they offer, um, like, legal intervention. So what was really cool about partnering with them is that we we worked together to kind of break down the three areas that the profits from pothead sales would go towards within the LPP organization. So when you purchase a pot um, from potheads, it um, helps to fund three things specifically. So it helps to fund the um, commissary funds for folks that are still incarcerated. Um, it helps to fund grants that um, support the, it's like a family grant that support the children of folks that st- are still incarcerated. And um, it also helps to fund reentry grants for returning citizens. Okay, so the end goal, you know, that we're working towards is, or, or trying to figure out like how we can be m- most helpful in this space is is figuring out like what full freedom looks like for these folks that are that are being released after being incarcerated for a, a bullshit charge, you know? And <clears throat> what their life after prison looks like and what resources they have and you know, how can they get into this 61 billion dollar industry? They have every right to not only work in, but fuck own, own their own dispensary. Um, I think like 88% of dispensaries are owned by white men. And, you know, and then you have black and brown folks sitting in jail, sometimes life sentences for doing the exact same thing that, um, that these dispensaries are doing now, these growers are doing now. So, um, Jen and I are, are trying to figure out, and you know, Potheads is trying to figure out um, how you know how we can be most useful in that space and, and guaranteeing full freedom to those that have been previously incarcerated. So that's that's the end goal. I mean, doing business with her and making these pots, working with my hands, painting. Um, dreaming is is all like such a special part of it but I we are both just driven by by that end goal and, and yeah wow chills <laughs> that's so beautiful and this like fuck like you're so right and there's so many different things like where it's just like so fucked up if you look at it and so many people don't want to look at it but I mean I guess for those that are like too distracted, too busy with their own lives to look at it, buy a pot because clearly <laughs> this is going to somewhere that's so needed. And oh. yeah, so the idea too is that we all, with our purchases, you know, with consumerism, like we all have, um, we can all have a role in radical change. Like it just has it. it you have to be intentional with your purchases and this is one very easy way of 
to be intentional. No, yeah, totally. Totally, intentional. totally, totally, totally. I know. And your website is just like all of your values and stuff. It's all about <laughs> leaving the world better than you found it. And I just want to say I fucking love that because clearly you are doing that. And this work is so needed and it's not for the faint of heart. And I'm so happy that you're going through with it. And that kind of leads me into entrepreneurship because you are a mom of three young children. (laughs) What has that been like to be not only like mom, but now like birthing another baby that is potheads? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really sure like how it would, how it would work out. And for the record, Jenna also has three kids. Wow. And when we started you know, moving with this, her youngest was a baby, baby, baby. So, gosh, I think it could have either, it could have gone either way. It could have, I could have used them as um, a reason not to do it and they'll be too busy. I'll wait till they're all in school full time. I'll wait until blah, 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 blah. Um, But I... I had to reimagine how I wanted them to, to experience me as a mom. I wanted to reimagine, you know, maybe like what it could look like for them to see me doing something that I love and that I'm passionate about and that I'm working hard at and that yes, may, might take time away from them. Um, but I guess I would just hope like as they get older that they would see me more as like a whole person instead of just you know, remembering me as like mom that would, you know, do all the things inside the house mm-hmm. and take, take us here and there and right. be like with mom. us all the time, you know, which I'm um, sure 2020 was yeah. <laughs> 2021 yeah, I hung out at my sink so much. Just washing dishes. My mom likes to wash dishes. <laughs> my mom washes dishes and feeds us snacks and, and it wasn't an easy thing. You know, it's so, it's, guilt-ridden and um it's still I mean it's still really hard for me to to balance um it requires help you know it requires someone picking up the quote-unquote slack like it it requires me asking for help Mm -hmm. um to take over with with the kids because they are so little um and what would you say like the hardest part of being a mom and an entrepreneur is hmm Gosh, I mean the guilt, um, the guilt, but I'm kind of working through that and (laughs) I'm like, I'm not, not feeling as guilty anymore. No, because I, I've seen their response to it and like, they're so excited about potheads and they're so excited to tell people about it and to be involved with it and make pots with me and paint with me. So the hardest part was probably committing to starting it and to, and to doing it. I have a really bad habit, which I'm trying to also reframe, but I feel like I've never actually finished anything that I've started. Mm. Um, and so it, it was scary. It scares me. You know, it was, it, I was, yeah, putting myself out there. Um, 
but ultimately just trusting that, you know, no matter how my routine had to change, how my time with the boys had to change, um, that it would work out and I had to follow, you know, like my gut instinct to, to do it. Right. And would you say that your routine and schedule has changed that much? No. I mean, not, not that much at all. Um, Jenna and I have one day a week that we like commit to doing whatever work we need to do, whether it's like making more pots or doing like back end stuff. But, um, yeah, we have a few hours, one day a week. I mean, we talk constantly on our phones and just kind of dream back and forth and, and work on different things on like a to-do list. But, um, we're, we're kind of, we're doing it when we can, but it's a huge priority for both of us. And, um, and it's such a driving, driving force for both of us that, um, we just we make it work that's so sweet and I'm just I'm so happy you're doing it too and like <laughs> seeing that it's not that bad in that you know I saw something recently that talked about like I don't know people have this goal idea of success or what does it mean if potheads is successful mm-hmm. and all these different things and um so often like time is something that comes up for a lot of people in that realm of success yeah when truthfully like the timing isn't as important as it is committing to one day a week, right? Mm-hmm. Committing to those few hours versus like, not that this is like the goal to scale potheads and like mm-hmm. make it this massive business because that seems to be the opposite of what. Right. right, right. Hopefully it is in its own way, but not in like a right. capitalistic way. Yeah. Um, but so many people have the idea of like, well, it's all or nothing. And I think it's just so beautiful how you're incorporating balance and you're incorporating like in honoring your family and life, but also like really devoted to this business and to growing it and to being all in, in the way you can, in the percent you can. Yeah. So that also comes from, you know, I have, uh, it comes from a massive place of, of privilege. So, you know, I have the boy's dad that, that, you know, stays home from work to hang, to, to be with them. So, so I can work on potheads. I have my parents that, you know, help pick up the boys and, and drop off and um you know I ha- so I have a lot of I have different means of support um that have allowed me to do this and um and to create a, a good amount of balance with it um so I mean I don't want to like just say it's all like that yeah. <laughs> yeah that it's easy to like go without you know saying that but uh, I, I recognize it and acknowledge it and um and I know how lucky I am to be able to do this. And so I want to do it right. And I want to do it um, with great intention and like with my whole heart. And I think, you know, I just want to use it as a driving force. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that kind of like leads me to my next question, which is what kind of advice would you give to someone? who has a passion or really wants to go for something but doesn't believe it's possible. Maybe they hold that belief of, um, I probably won't have time or not me, I'm a mom. Like there's so many limiting beliefs that exist in the collective. And I know you just said you have so many of them. And so what would be like a piece of advice you would give to someone who is feeling the feelings you felt prior to starting Potheads? Become friends with Jenna. (laughs) <laughs> is there anything else? <laughs> yeah, that's 
That's it. That's it. Just, just yeah. find Jenna. And... You can, I'll put her handle in the comments. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, gosh, advice. Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, all right. So the first thing that came to mind was to act opposite. And that's something that I have, you know, I had a therapist tell me like way, way back when. Um, and that was, it usually pertained to like body dysmorphia, um, disordered eating, body, like body image stuff. So, um, and that, that helps. It helps to kind of not be swallowed whole by like the dark, just destructive, self-doubting, you know, limiting belief just that, that whole fucking tornado that you let yourself like get swept up with swept, swept up by sorry chipotle <laughs> <laughs> that you let yourself get swept up by so something that's helped me recently um and i think got me to this place is imagining what i want my life to look like um and if i were to like look into the future you know what would i be doing am i happy who am I spending my time with? Um, what would I want to change? Um, just different questions and 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 really getting creative with it and and letting yourself imagine all the things. Um, I think is, is the is what helped me kind of let go or at least like um, work through some of my limiting beliefs. That like okay, I can I can imagine whatever I want. You know, right. I can be as creative as I want to be. Um, and probably the, like imagining yourself if you stayed the same as well, right? Like, yes. Yes. If I did, play, letting that future play out as well in that timeline. Yes. yes. I could see how that would be really powerful. Yeah. So imagining, you know, yourself in the future and then knowing that like you don't have to like conquer all the things that you've, that you've created or imagined or whatever, but just working towards like, you know, working towards it and checking in. Okay is engaging in this or spending time with this person or staying in this relationship, whatever it is, like, is this going to lead me to like that future self that I just imagined? Is it, am I living authentically enough to get to this place that I want so desperately and really starting to like reevaluate every aspect of your life and, and adjusting. That's so beautiful. And I feel like it feels like something that you can always keep up with. Yeah. Like, and you could see if, like, does that five-year vision still feel good? Like, I think that's something that people get so caught up on, too, is, like, nothing's permanent. Mm -hmm. Like, technically, you could close potheads tomorrow. I could close so we are tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, okay. Like, you don't have to ride something. Like, you know, I feel like there's, I'm speaking to myself now, too. Just, like, there's always so much pressure on just, like, this fulfilling and doing yeah. and being and the greatness and yeah, all the things that grinding and grinding and grind yeah. and why isn't it working or or it's working so well like there's so yeah. many different things that you just get so lost in like you know this doesn't have to be everything and when it becomes everything it like mm-hmm. you know takes away so like I think just checking in on that five-year goal of like yeah this still feels really good mm-hmm. that could be for anything like I mean that right. could be if you're in school that could be if you are right. in a job if you're starting your own thing if you want to be a mother I mean, that's kind of hard to take back, <laughs> yeah. but just different things of yeah. that nature. Or if you really want, like we used to think we really wanted a dog two years ago, but like flash forward, I don't know if a new puppy's in my five-year plan still. <laughs> like that's what I meant by motherhood. That's just like a recent thing I've been thinking of. But 
I do have a final last question okay. that you are the first guest oh, to get. No. I've, I know, and it's oh my God. <laughs> they've not done this yet, but the last pod or yeah, the last podcast I did, they, the girl had like three rapid fire questions planned. I was like, I should have like a final rapid fire question. I should either have a first or a last. I was like, I think I'll try last this time. We'll see how you do, and we'll see so if I we just keep have to it. answer really quick. No, no, no. Like oh. rapid fires and like it's just like oh. on the spot, like last question of the day, like oh. wrapping it all up. Oh, okay. And so, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. It also is a question about advice. Fuck. About advice? Advice. Oh, advice. Advice. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I can so. tell you my advice. <laughs> so what advice do you need to give yourself right now? Oh, no. Um. <laughs> Man, okay. You asked what advice I need to give myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Katie caught me in like a major transition time um, in my life. And so, <laughs> um, gosh, I, the advice I would give myself is to keep listening to my gut and and to keep listening to um, like that fire and that rage that I'm I'm feeling internally um, not so much listen but l- allowing it to guide me listening to my gut continue to listen to my gut and continue to allow that like my fire to um, guide me <laughs> I guess the question worked. We got there. We got there. Well, Dusty, thank you so much for your time today. Could you plug yourself, plug potheads? If you have any shop, like pop ups, anything, please promote in the next however long. Okay, well, our Instagram, our potheads Instagram is at potheads.potshop. My handle? You got my handle? Yeah, of course. All of it. Okay, it's at Dusty Dane. Spell it. Yeah. Dusty, my first name. D U S D Y D A Y N E. Um potheadspotshop.com. We Anything in person? You know what? We have um we have porch pop-ups. We're gonna try and do them weekly. Um they're based in Claremont. So if you're local to Claremont, um then y'all can swing on by. But we also do a lot of story sales um on our Instagram. Um and then we're looking to get to, into some farmers markets. We're gonna have a launch party. Um, yeah, we're that's so exciting! Just, you should do the Long Beach farmers market. That I heard Long Beach and Claremont are great. Yeah, Long right. Beach and Huntington Beach has a good one too. But we could talk about that off. We could talk mic. about that. We'll talk about a farmers market. market. If podcast. anybody has farmers market <laughs> plugs or suggestions. <laughs> Please write in. Send us I a love DM. A farmer's market. <laughs> okay, I that is all I have for you guys today. I love you all so much. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send it to a friend. Tag us on Instagram at @socialist_podcast and leave a five star review so we can help build, grow, and expand this podcast to anyone who it needs to reach. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.